morning, everybody. Welcome to Sippin' On, where God puts it all in awesome. I am your handsome host, Brandon Lee Windsor. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the best podcast you've ever listened to in your entire life. But if you guys are listening, um, thank you so much. Welcome to episode three. I'm super excited to be here with you. And so I'm actually just going to be getting right into uh, my testimony. And so basically, um, last week we talked about how I got saved because boy, I was a heathen. Okay. And also, last episode, I totally forgot to mention that I was dressed like SpongeBob. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, to- that whole bit like totally like left my mind. And so uh, once I sent everything and once we got it edited, I was like, oh my gosh, I was wearing a white shirt and a red tie. And I meant to share that with everybody. But if you didn't watch YouTube, then it has like no value to you because you had no idea. But oh well, but just know that last week, (coughs) for the week of Halloween, that I was dressed like Spongebob. Um, Do I celebrate Halloween? No, but I still dress up. And I'm only saying that as a joke, because have you seen that meme? (laughs) Where it's like, as Christians, me and my husband, we don't let our kids celebrate Halloween, but we still dress up and let them go trick-or-treating. And then the guy jumps in, he's like, that's Halloween. And the baseline starts. That's the holiday. You just described Halloween. That's pretty funny. Um, that got me good. Now, there is a spiritual context to Halloween, and that's why I'm not really the biggest fan. Um, I do like um, the, just the season. I love the pumpkins. I love the, the, the corn mazes. I love the pumpkin spice lattes at Starbucks. Okay, um, Halloween's awesome. Let me just, okay, let's back that up. Fall is awesome. The season where you go to from Halloween, Thanksgiving to Christmas, that's probably one of my favorite parts of the year. Um, mainly because of pumpkin spice latte, so I'm being honest. But Thanksgiving's pretty awesome. Um, that's this month. Wow. <laughs> my gosh. I am just... I'm not thinking this morning. Uh, this month is Thanksgiving month. Wow. Now I'm starting to think about my favorite thing on the Thanksgiving table. I loved, I loved how I said I was going to get right into my testimony, and then I totally got sidetracked. Welcome to Brandon's world. Welcome to Brandon's brain, where I get sidetracked so easily. Before we get into my testimony, I will just say this. My favorite thing on the Thanksgiving table is in New Mexico, um, you can put red chili on literally everything. And so I love the way that my grandma does Thanksgiving because we have a red chili on everything. So it's just your normal Thanksgiving dish, turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, cranberry stuff, yada, yada, yada. But you just pour all the red chili on everything. And so it just makes Thanksgiving uh, more amazing. But later on, it makes it a little bit more painful, if you know what I'm saying. Um, But ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube. You can now listen to Sip and All on Spotify, Apple Podcast. And I just want to give a big shout out to Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has been an amazing um, 
website for me to upload everything on these big platforms. And so, but you can now donate to Sipinol. Um, you can now give financially to Sipinol. And you might be wondering, well, where is my money going to be going? It's going to be going right back into Sipinol to make your experience uh, better. And so, uh, if it's a dollar, ten dollars, whatever you feel led to give, thank you so much. Um, I also want to give a shout out to my boy Tim Pope, who lives back in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He has been editing my audio and my videos, and he's been such an amazing help. He's been making my life easier by all I got to do is press record, have a good time, and then I send him everything, and he edits all my stuff. And so I hope that we can get to the point where we make money through this podcast where I can start paying Tim. But Tim, you're watching this right now as you edit. I love you, bro. Thank you. Thank you so much. We met in high school. Um, I have so many great memories of you and me in German class. Oh my goodness. Um, my favorite memory from German is we had a German substitute and she said my name and she was like, I was in awe. I was like, ma'am, can you please say my name one more time? Are you here? And I'm like, yes, I'm here. Brandon Levinsa. So yes, you can start addressing me as Brandon Levinsa from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I have a very terrible German accent. <clears throat> okay, so last week we talked about how um, I got saved because I was a heathen. I used to work for the devil, and I got employee of the month sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And so today we're going to be talking about uh, the good side of my testimony, what I've been doing for the last five years since I got saved. Um, yeah, man, I just really, I dove into ministry super duper duper quick. Is that a bad thing? No. Um, but I, there's just some things I just didn't really know what I was doing. And so, but um, that's, in my opinion, the best way to start something is just just dive right into it. Like this whole podcast thing, I really don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. And so throughout time, I'm going to be learning more and more and more. And so soon I'll be an expert. Like Michael Jordan was not born with a basketball in his hand. He had to learn. He had to train to become one of the greatest basketball players of all time, right? <clears throat> and so after I got saved, I got saved in 2018. I became a leader in my youth group like right off the bat. When we came back from Champions for Christ um, and if you haven't listened to episode two, go back so you have context of what I'm talking about. Um, a friend of mine was like, hey, I want to start a worship team. Are you guys in? And I was like, yes. And so um, our church needed a bass player, but I didn't play bass. I play the guitar. And so when they, once they asked me that, I was like, oh my gosh, I guess so. And so I started playing bass for the church. I became a youth leader. Um, yeah, I was a youth leader in Albuquerque for a year and a half, maybe? No. Let me think. Because I got saved before my senior year. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a year and three months, maybe. Um. Anyways, uh, when it comes to time, dude, I'm so, I'm so bad at it. Like, people are like, you should know your details. Dude, I, when it comes to time and names, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Um. So, yeah, when I was in Albuquerque, I was a youth leader. Um, I did worship for on Sundays and Wednesday nights on our, our youth group. And then senior year was awesome. Senior year was actually the year where I lost a lot of my friends, mainly because I was a Christian. 
So they saw that I didn't want to party anymore. They saw that I didn't want to smoke weed anymore. So they, uh, a lot of them stopped hanging out with me, but there was a core group. Okay. We were, I was in a band called no outlet and they were friends who smoked the marijuanas, but I didn't really partake of it anymore. And they were super, super sweet about it. And they were super understanding and they still loved me for who I was as a Christian boy. And so I love those guys so much. <clears throat> for that. And so that's why I hung out with them all the time because I could live by my beliefs, live by the word of God, and they were totally cool with it. And so that's what I did my senior year. I was really involved my senior year, meaning I did so much stuff for our homecoming uh, court assembly thing. I played the ukulele and then I actually got um, a boot off stage. Um, I wasn't forced off stage. I guess I can just kind of share what happened. You can decide what it was. I went over my time slot, and so they muted my mic, so I kind of stood there awkwardly in front of the entire school for a second before I got off stage. That's basically what happened. Super embarrassed. Uh, They actually got really upset with me about it. They were like, you went over your time slot. I was like, I'm sorry. I was just having the time of my life. I mean, come on. And uh, yeah, dude, I was the president of our guitar club, which we didn't really do much with that club, like... It wasn't really like that big of a deal. I just kind of used that to uh, just look cool. I was like, I'm the president of the guitar club. Okay. Oh my goodness. I forgot to do sip and all. Wow. Can you tell that it is the third episode? Ladies and gentlemen, if you have your cup of coffee, lift it up in the air with me. Oh my goodness. Jeez Louise. Let's do sipping all together. Wow. Thank you, Lord, for this day that he has made for you and me. One, two, three. Whoa, man. Here's what I need to do. I need to write like a like a script and have it on my wall. Man, I can't believe I forgot sipping all. That's why we're here. I forgot to do the title. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. What was I talking about? Yep, yeah, I was the president of Guitar Club. Um, I played with no Alva. A lot. Like, we did a lot of school events. We played a concert at lunch one time. That was really, really cool. We did a, um, what's it called? An open mic night. That was fun. I always hosted, um, which was really fun. I remember the last time I did it, um, I walked into the room uh, with that song, Jump, Jump Around. Back it up, back it in, let me begin. And the band did not meet, that's the thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I was like, what's up, everybody? Yeah, come on, yeah. It was so fun, man. Man, those are the days, the good old days. And then I graduated. And at our graduation honorable assembly, oh my gosh, I played the national anthem and I butchered it. I messed up. The most embarrassed I ever felt was that moment because everyone's like oh my gosh the national anthem I remember standing outside and I was thinking about it and I was like how do you play it how do you play the national anthem I totally forgot how to do it and uh, got on stage and I butchered it so there's that then I got a job after I graduated at a car dealership called Petrie Buick GMC in Albuquerque New Mexico I was a porter basically what that was is um, whenever you bought a car, you would give it to me. I would take it to the gas station, put gas in it, wash it, clean it, got it prepared for you to drive off in. Um, yeah, it's like the lowest position at a car dealership. Um, but I really enjoyed that job. Uh, my cousin uh, worked with me there. 
And then uh, my favorite part of that job, because no one would want to do it, is I would come in super, super early. I would pick up a truck, drive to different cities of the state, pick up a new truck, and then I would trade. That was the best part of the job. Every time I did it, I'd go to Starbucks, get a coffee, get a breakfast sandwich, and I would hit the road. It was so fun. And it was considered overtime, which means they would pay me 13 bucks an hour for doing that. Um, I'm going to be honest. I think they just told me that because I don't, I never saw like a big, um, jump in my paychecks. So if they were lying to me, I forgive you, but I don't forget. And so we go to champions for Christ. I go as a youth leader this time. I don't go as a participant and I didn't know what I wanted to do uh, because when you graduate, I think a lot of young people can relate to this where you hear a lot of opinions from people. You should go to college. You need to do this with your life, yada, yada, yada. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like genuinely, I wasn't just being this lazy boy who just didn't want to go to college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And if you don't know what you want to do and you're kind of in that position, it is totally okay. God will lead you because he led me. We're at Champions for Christ. Pastor Steve Munns is on stage. He's talking about an internship called Go Ministries. And I remember hearing the Holy Spirit say, that's what I want you to do. And for the very first time, I remember that was like the very first time I felt the Holy Spirit really, 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 really speak to me. And I was like, okay. That's what I'm going to do. And so um, I go home. We fill out this application. Um, and I go to Go Ministries like a month later in Shreveport, Louisiana. And so basically Go Ministries, what that was, it was an internship. It was a, uh, a place where you could just go and get away from the world and just live a lifestyle where you're surrounded by the Word of God. You travel, you do youth events. It was mainly surrounded by youth and kids. And man, I have so many amazing memories um, from Go Ministries. And so for the pastors, Pastor Steve, Pastor Josh, and Lacey, I love you guys. You guys are super, super awesome. And so I was in Go for four-ish years. So my first year, we moved to Shreveport Community Church, the church which I now attend in the church where I now lead our young adults group. And from there, we just, we like dove in. We started to really, really become a part of the church. And then my third, second year, my second year, I met my now wife. Um, she was just, she was our very first new person from what I remember, because um, we had like four of the same people for weeks. And then Esther, um, who is my beautiful bride, was the first new person I met at Young Adults. And so, yeah, that was super cool. Um, So I've been in ministry for five years now. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, six years? Yeah, five, six years. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Um, but guys, I just, I kind of want to talk about this too, is serving in ministry is easier when you remember who you're serving because you can get so caught up in the high, the, the limelight. You can get so caught up in the platform being on stage. Um, but you kind of forget on who you're serving. Great example. This story in the Bible really ministered to me and changed my life forever. Mary and Martha. Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet, yet Martha was distracted distracted and anxious about all the things that she had to do because she was serving him. 
And Jesus said that Mary has found the one thing that she needs and it will never be taken away from her. And that ministered to me that we can live a life seated at Christ's feet. And the best way and the only way to receive from Christ is to be sitting at his feet because you're near him, right? And that's a sign of surrender because you have stopped calling all the shots and you're sitting at Christ's feet. And so I have lived a life of ministry for about five years now. And my life, my relationship with Christ has really, really gotten a more in-depth over the past year, I'd say, because I'm going to be super honest. When I was in Go, all I really sought out was being on stage, being on drama. And not that that was like bad. I mean, I was just so young. I was so new to it. And um, man, I remember I was such a baby Christian, bro. My first year in Go, I remember I was reading the Bible and Jesus was talking about you build your house on a firm foundation, right? Which he is the firm foundation. But I was, I literally thought Jesus was teaching me how to build a house. <laughs> so silly. And I go to my buddy Charles um, and I was like, bro, if I ever build a house, I got to put a firm foundation on it so the house doesn't collapse. And Charles was like, bless your heart. That's not what Jesus was talking about. And then he shared with me what he was talking about. And then every time we'd minister, I would just take clips from preachers. Oh my gosh. Like I had, like I I had no experience in ministering, like preaching. Um, But I was just so passionate about it. Um, And, uh, but I've grown so much, man. I remember my first year, I was really judgy. I didn't know how to handle sin. Um, I would be around, I would go to Walmart and people would be cussing and I'd be like, whoa. Heathen, you're demonic for saying that word. Um, but dude, that's really not the case. So I've I've really, really have grown so much. And um yeah, man, I've kind of come to the place where I do not want the spotlight anymore. I'm just doing what God has asked me to do. Um, same thing with this podcast. I have not um I'm not really focused on the numbers. Okay, I'll be honest. Have I been focused on the numbers these past few weeks? Yes, because it is so new, and I just want to see if the podcast is growing, right? But my heart and my motive is not to keep doing it for the numbers, and you cannot do that. If you're doing something like this, a podcast or a YouTube channel, you cannot be um, motivated by your subscribers because first off, they grow super, super slowly, and you have to be doing this over and over and over and over again. I have listened to so many YouTubers say that they had to at least post a hundred to two hundred videos before they even got noticed. And so, if we are driven by numbers, if we're driven by subscribers, you are going to tank, bro. And uh, same thing with like church leaders. If you're driven by the number of your congregation you're going to collapse. And that is something that I've learned leading the young adults group um, because I have seen it where it was really, really, really big. And then it was handed down to me and then it felt like it just shrunk. And I remember there was a Tuesday where no one showed up and it was seven o'clock and I was like, Oh my gosh. And those moments minister to me that you cannot be moved by numbers. You cannot be moved by being popular. You just have to be moved with what God told you to do. And so, yeah, I don't really think that was really a testimony of what God has done um, after I got saved. Because, um, man, if I told you every like story, every detail, we'd be here for days. Um, 
but I, I do love ministry. Um, I'm still trying to figure out if I'm supposed to be in full-time ministry my entire life. I do believe that, if I'm being honest, um, but I'm just trying to figure out in what capacity, and I'm not going to seek that out because uh, one of something that my pastor says is uh, promotion is something that you reap, not something that you seek. So I'm not going to be seeking promotion, and uh, yeah, I'm not going to be doing any of that. I'm just going to be doing what God has told me to do. And I believe that I'm supposed to be doing exactly what God has called me to do right now because I am a teacher at the church, at our Christian Academy, and I absolutely love those kids. I love my job. I love my bosses. I love my coworkers. And so, um, yeah, I know that I'm in God's uh, will for my life because the peace that I have. And so, um, yeah, man, I'm saved. I love the Lord, and I'm super thankful for that. And uh, my testimony has been kind of uh, on repeat in my brain because, man, I, I I've been saved by, by some dark times, and uh, I did not want to get specific because I used to have a podcast with my cousin, and I did the same thing. I gave my testimony, but dude, I was name dropping people. I was super super detailed. It was bad. It was really like icky to just listen to. It's like, yeah, man, I struggled because of this person. And then I went through that because of that person. Shout out to you, bro. You ruined my life. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, man, you don't need to be disrespecting people like that. Um, so yeah, like I think the reason why it was just so broad was because I did not really want to give so much detail name dropping and all that stuff, but just know Brandon before Christ, it was bad. And, uh, now that I am saved, am I perfect? Absolutely not. But I'm just so grateful um, that I'm I'm where I am. And that's a miracle. And I'll, I'll say this thing before we close. Um, I love the song Million Little Miracles by Maverick City. Because you can think about miracles of huge things that God can do. People being raised from the dead. People being being healed. Yes, that's a miracle. But the fact that you're alive this morning, the fact that you're listening to this podcast this morning, the fact that you have a job, the fact that you have a car, those are little miracles. The fact that you've made it another day is a miracle. So we have millions of miracles, but sometimes we're just too distracted to notice that. And so that being said, um, thank you for tuning into episode three of Sip and All. But ladies and gentlemen, next week we have our very first guest. Bum, All the way from Tulsa, Oklahoma. It is, you're going to have to listen to episode four to find out. Boomo Rostito. Great segue to next week. Um, but guys, we have a full list of guests. November is going to be packed with people coming in, um, some people from out of town, some people it's going to be Zoom call, um, but that is simply my heart for Sipping All, is to bring people in, talk about their life story, uh, just talk about some topics, um, but that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to episode three, we're, we're doing this, man, like our numbers are going up, subscribers are going up, and I'm just super thankful, shout out to Tim for editing these videos and making them amazing, shout out to Buzzsprout for giving me the opportunity to post this podcast on all those platforms, Spotify and Apple Music, and shout out to my wife for being so gracious and so patient with me as I am doing this. Um, and so she's been a huge support. And these past few weeks, I think the podcast has been the, one of the biggest things that I've been talking about. And she's just so sweet, listening and encouraging me. And so, babe, I love you. Okay, you're amazing. 
But ladies and gentlemen, that is episode three. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget, you can now donate to Sip and All. A dollar, ten dollars, whatever you give. It is so appreciated. I hope you guys have an amazing week. Hope you have an amazing day. And stay tuned for episode four with our very first guest. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week.